Welcome to On The Pace on this Thursday morning. A half an hour show to get through today. So for the next 30 minutes, we'll discuss all things New South Wales harness racing. But more specifically, we're going to really focus in on this Inter-Dominion series, which is only now two days away from getting underway. When we head to Menangle on Saturday night, we will have three heats of the Pacers division and two heats for the Square Gators of Round 1. Then, of course, we'll roll on to Bathurst next Wednesday for a second round of heats Newcastle the following Sunday and then we'll wrap it all up at Menangle on Saturday December 11. So the next fortnight is certainly going to be frenetic but for the next three Thursdays we'll have all bases covered here on Sky Sports Radio with a half an hour long show of On The Pace. Today we've got three very special guests all with big parts to play in this year's series whether that be from a trotting perspective, a pacing perspective or even both. Ricky Orchard's about to join us followed by Jess Tubbs and Jamie Dernberger-Smith will also discuss his Summit Bloodstock run just quickly a wrap on last night's Bathurst card. Uh, of course, we had the running of the Soldiers Saddle final. That was taken out at long odds by He's Sweet uh, for John Bazzario and Anthony Frisbee. So that was a hotly contested race. It was only about two lengths uh, separating nearly the entirety of the field and only noses and heads either way the margins in the end so that was a very very competitive event as it always is and then we've got Penrith tonight to look forward to as well eight races a few more heats of those breeders challenge uh, regional series the first gets underway there at 6.49 but of course everybody's got an eye on Menangle on Saturday night including our first guest Ricky Orchin who has two runners engaged in this year's trotting series but of course, the highlight, no doubt for him, will be lining up Tough Monarch again for another crack at the Inters. And he's been kind enough to join us this morning. Good morning, Rick. How are you going? Exciting Good, thanks, times, Rick. no doubt, for the stable. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's always exciting to be part of the Interdominion series. And uh, it's good to have it on our home soil. I was just having a look at Tough Monarch's overall record. And is this his third Interdominion that he's lining up in? Um it's either his third or his fourth. He he went to Auckland and then he was definitely in Mel- in Melbourne the year before that. And I couldn't remember what happened the year prior to that. But yeah, de- definitely his third. That's quite an amazing achievement in itself, isn't it? For a horse to contest one into Dominion Series is everybody's dream. But he's lining up again for at least his third crack at it. He's been such a marvel. Oh, he has, Britt. And, you know, he's been such a great horse to me. He's taken me. Um, you know, he's taken me to places where a lot of people, you know, don't don't get to go. Like when he won in New Zealand and things like that. And, you know, you meet a lot of people along the way and you learn a lot along the way. And he's sort of a, a once-in-a-lifetime horse for me. And, you know, I hope there's more to come. But, yeah, we've really enjoyed the ride with him so far. You mentioned that he's travelled for his last two cracks at the Inter-Dominion. Auckland was an enormous feat because he'd already been in New Zealand for quite some time before then and, and Melbourne prior to that. How important is this year's home ground advantage, do you think? Yeah, look, it's it's very important. Um, you know, he's, oh, I'm not sure how many races he's actually won here at Menangle, but it's a lot. Um, and, you know, I would have loved to have, to have been loved for it to have been here two years ago when he was a little bit younger but the, the horse is still going really well and you know he's always in, in the fight and, um, you know just uh, the one advantage he's probably got on a lot of his horses probably not so much Majestic Man but you know he is seasoned for the travel and, and he's been there and done it all so um, you know one thing's for sure that you know he will handle it um, yeah you know you just need luck in running and the barrier draws along the way and he'll, um, he definitely won't disgrace himself. 
He's had a few efforts in the last few months, but how have you rated his last, say, five starts? He went to Melton back in October and was probably, I, I, I would assume that you would agree, was a little bit disappointing. And then he returned and he was defeated. But that last start effort, that was much more like it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, the horse come back from a spell absolutely airborne um, and we took him to... You know, he won his two starts here at Menangle when he went to Queensland. He won the Queensland Trotters Cup up there. And then I come home and, um, you know, I was happy with him. And I raced him and he, he probably didn't go quite as good. So then we um, sort of freshened him up. And he, he's run in the 3,000-metre Group 2 race here um, when he won. Um, it was really, really good. But I probably took a, a lot more out of him than I thought and I travelled him to Melbourne and, and he should have never went he, he was you know he was horrible down there actually and he actually hit a low in his preparation for a couple of weeks and um, he just went off in his coat and he, he just wasn't himself um, so we sort of we backed off him and um, freshened him again and then he's you know the night funky monkey sat outside him and beat him although he was beaten I was actually really happy with him for where he was at in his preparation um, and you know he's, he's back with his work and he looks a million dollars now and he looks healthy again and yeah you know he should be should be um there when the whips are cracking what about his trial last week you decided to go to a trial in preference to a race is that so that you could sort of micromanage how that went um yeah and also um just sort of with him in the past i i've now learned how hard it is to win off a handicap in those races especially when the the front markers seem to lead and run. And if you're off 30 metres, these are hard to win. Mathematically, you know, the sectionals you have to run two wins near impossible. And if you do, you have a gut buster. So I sort of elected to stay out of that race and just give him a good solid trial instead. And yeah, he trialled well. I think he went um, 3.4. His personal best mile here at Menengel was 153.3. So, you know, he's not too far off the mark. He'll go around in the second heat on Saturday night, the last race on the card, and he's drawn six, which on paper looks perfect, really. I know that Pink Galaz is drawn down low, but it's not necessarily a pressure draw if there's a stack of speed early on. In saying that, what sort of mindset are you going into Saturday night with? Because we know it's a long series and everybody is sort of, I guess the consensus is that, you know, you don't want to have a gut buster at your first heat. In saying that, you're then off to Bathurst and Newcastle where you could draw the second row. At least on Saturday night, you've got a front row draw advantage. So do you have to take that into consideration and ensure that you get as many points as possible early on? Oh, definitely. Um, You know, I mean, in a series like this, although it's a long series, then, you know, you definitely do have to sort of um, look after your horses and manage them right through. But, I mean... You've also got to take the points when you can. So, um, you know, I'm a believer of win when you can. So, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be out there to win. Um, and, yeah, you know, ho- hopefully, whichever, if, if we do happen to win or say Majestic Man wins, I'm sure that would nearly, um, you know, guarantee him into the final win. So, you know, you can probably look after him a bit more in the coming heat. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're there to win on Saturday night, that's for sure. You'll take the reins on Saturday night. We know the great association that Anthony Butt has with this horse, but he's sticking with Majestic Man for the series. Are you planning on driving him right through the series? You know him better than anybody else, but you seem to jump off sometimes when the big races come around. 
Yeah, look, um, not only Anthony, but Robbie Morris, he's unbeaten on him. He's had four drives for four wins on him. And, you know, Robbie did ask me. Um, he was happy to drive him. But, you know, I mean, they've both got... Oh, Robbie's got Punky Monkey. Anthony's obviously got Majestic Man. So I thought, you know what? We're on the home track. Why not? Um, so, yeah, I'm going to have a spin on the old boy and I'll drive him right through the series. Awesome. That's really cool to see as well. Because my record hasn't been good lately. <laughs> I'm sure that he'll be able to hold up his end of the bargain anyway. And just quickly, Indefensible also goes around in the heats. This is a, a big step up for this horse, but why not again on your home deck? And he's come a long way. Yeah, he has. Look, I've got a lot of time for this horse. It's probably a season too soon for him. Um, and if uh, if it wasn't in our backyard, you know, I probably wouldn't have... Um, wouldn't have even nominated him, but yeah, I threw a nom in, and his work at home's actually been really good. And whatever he does this year, I'm sure it will season him up for um, you know next year and the Vic Bread later in the season. So, you know, he's the sort of horse that probably could make the final just with the right run. And um, yeah, I'm, he's mainly there to season him against these horses for the years to come. And more pressing tonight at Penrith, our action man. Can you give a push for him this evening? Yeah, look, he's um, he's a really nice horse and he's had a long season, um, but he's still working well at home and he's finally got a good barrier drawer and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, be, um, we'll be making the most of it and he should go really well. All right, well, a busy few days upcoming, but a busy few weeks still to come. We really appreciate your time this morning, Rick, and hopefully we're chatting again over the next few weeks in the lead-up to grand final night. Yep, thanks, Brittany, and good luck to everyone involved. Yes, that's certainly true. It is such a big occasion for everybody involved. Breeders, owners, trainers, stable staff as well. There's so much that goes into getting a horse ready and getting through an Inter-Dominion series and it's going to be such an intriguing watch over the next little while. So a big thanks to Ricky for joining us and no doubt there'll be plenty cheering home Tough Monarch in this year's Inter-Dominion series. Yes, you're listening to On The Pace on this Thursday morning. We're discussing harness racing in New South Wales and next up, our next guest is Jess Tubbs, of course, a Victorian who's travelling uh, her star pacer, Triple Eight, to New South Wales to contest this year's Inter Dominion. He'll go around in race number seven on Saturday night, which is the third and final heat of the first round of this year's pacing series. He's currently the second favourite with Tab, but he's drawn a potentially tricky inside second row draw but certainly there's much worse barriers on offer and for a first round uh, heat it's probably not a bad starting off point either Jess has been kind enough to join us this morning to discuss that as well as a few other starters on Saturday night from her team. Good morning Jess thanks for your time. Exciting times no doubt with an Inter-Dominion runner this year. Absolutely a little bit hard to believe thanks Britt um, but yeah pretty exciting. In terms of your career, we know that you're already a Group 1 winning trainer with this horse, Triple Eight. Where does lining up in an Inter-Dominion stack up for you? Look, I feel like a bit of a fraud, really. I don't feel like we've been doing it long enough to be um, competitive in these races. It's pretty exciting to have a horse like him that's taking us places um, that he is. Um, really happy with the horse and, yeah, obviously to have one in the Inter-Dominion is sort of the thing you aspire to and dream of and Greg and I certainly have been aiming towards that, but to have it happen so soon is pretty pretty thrilling for us both. And what makes it even more thrilling is that he's a legitimate winning hope as well. He's in such great form, this horse, and he really has seemingly taken another large step up this preparation. Where is he at the moment? Are you travelling with him? Is Greg bringing him up? What are the plans, and where would we find him at this moment in time? 
Uh, it was an early start this morning. I was up at 2 o'clock to give him breakfast before um, he hit the road, but packed Greg off. Greg's taking him up, and he'll stay with Blake and Lisa Fitzpatrick and um, stay with the three horses that he's taken up for the trip. So, um, yeah, I spoke to Greg recently, and he's filled up with fuel and taken the rugs off, and then he said he just, just hit the rain on the way to Sydney. So everyone's travelling up safely at the moment, though. Excellent stuff. That's great to hear. Let's discuss his recent form. We know that he's going around uh, from that inside second row draw on Saturday night, and we'll discuss that in more depth in a moment. But what did we make of his last start effort? Was it just simply a head scratcher that we can just put a line through? Because before that, he was absolutely airborne. Yeah, we think we might have had him a little bit fresh going into that run. Um, he was feeling really good, but he he sort of got pulling in the warm-up and uh, we think he might have taken the edge off himself before the green light went on. So, um, yeah, he's had a bit more work this time leading into the series. We wanted to make sure he was race fit and ready to go. So hopefully that we just put a line through that one and move on, but he seems terrific in himself. And did he have a trial subsequent to that run? Uh we did barrier practice with him at Melton, um, worked him with La Putty actually and worked really nicely. So, yeah, pretty happy with where he's at. Excellent stuff. You do a lot of the work with him at home. In fact, I hear that uh, nobody else is really allowed to touch him at home. So you're able to give us the most clear insight into how he's been and what has been the plan? And everybody has a, a different strategy when it comes to the Inter-Dominion. Some have the opinion that you have to be rock-hard fit going into it. Some like to leave a little bit in the locker to have improvement as the series goes on. What has been the strategy for yourself and Greg? Uh, look, we've gone with the strategy of just trying to make sure he's as fit as we can get him. Um, we didn't want him to be underdone because the Inter-Dominion is such a, a test of them and um, a poor performance in round one you might be out of contention. So we wanted to go in there and all guns blazing, so to speak, but made sure with his condition that he's still got plenty. Um, so a few tough runs shouldn't knock him around too much at all. And, yeah, really, really pleased with where he's at. He seems full of himself and his coat's good and, yeah, ready to roll. What sort of horse is he? It's hard to get a line in terms of how these horses are going to deal with an Inter-Dominion series because most of them haven't experienced it before. But just from your own opinion of the horse, how is he going to deal with the travel and the backup? I don't think it'll phase him at all. Um, he's obviously done the trip over from New Zealand twice now and that in itself is a great experience. Um, he He's good to float. He settles in anywhere. He's a really good eater. Um, so I think it should suit him. We're not really concerned about the format or anything um, and how that'll impact him. So, yeah, hopefully what, we're, what we've planned um, comes to fruition and, yeah, he does handle it as well as we think he can. And Menangle is a track we know that we're kicking off there on Saturday night. We head to, to Bathurst and Newcastle after that. But Menangle is a different beast in itself. How do you think he will enjoy that, that circuit? Just looking at him, he obviously just gives that knee a little bit of a brush. So in terms of from an outsider's point and looking at his style of racing, it looks as though it's just going to be tailor-made for him. Fingers crossed, yeah. he's um, His gait's improved quite a bit. Uh, the last prep so really happy with that I've been working him at home without his spreader but he'll have one at the races just to be safe um, so yeah hopefully you know it would be nice if we could sneak in a sprint lane with the draw that we've got but um, Greg will just have to work a little bit of magic but it does look like a perfect draw on paper for a first round heat doesn't it 
Absolutely, yeah. Um, it'll be great that he's not going to get knocked around and we just have to hope that he can get a little bit of luck and the passage through at the end to get some qualifying points. Excellent. Well, that's Triple Eight. He looks a fantastic chance, not only on Saturday night, but in the series as a whole. And you've taken up a few travelling companions as well, but in their own right, they're both going to be ultra competitive in those carousel heats on Saturday night. Firstly, Better Eclipse, I love this horse. I think he's just going to turn into a genuine potential open class horse as time goes by because he's another massive improver this season. On paper, the draw doesn't look perfect, but a trip away won't do him any harm. No, I think it'll be really good for him um, going through that experience. He's obviously never done anything like that before, but he's got um, yeah Triple Eight alongside him, who he does all his work at home with as well. So they're quite a codependent little pair. So at least he's got his buddy with him, and um, hopefully it'll be the making of him because we do have quite a high opinion of him. And Laputi has great gate speed, so Menangle should suit. Yeah, um, again, probably not an ideal draw for him, but... Um, yeah, the Greg thought that the track would really suit him up there and um, if we can find a mile race for him while, while he's up in Sydney, that'll be terrific because he's really got such high speed and the track should really suit him. Excellent stuff. Well, three excellent chances on Saturday night and hopefully they all race up to expectation and we can see them again uh, throughout not only the Carousel Series for those two runners, but of course the Inter-Dominion as well. We really appreciate your time this morning. Jess, and best of luck as the series goes on. No worries. Thanks, Britt. Jess Tubbs there, the trainer of Triple Eight. He's hard in the market when it comes to this year's Inter-Dominion and his form through the Victorian Carnival was sensational. His Victoria Cup effort was superb and he's going to be a real major player should he get that little slice of luck throughout the series. Well, the Inter-Dominion of 2021 is really on our doorstep here in New South Wales and this morning on On The Pace we've discussed both the trotting and pacing series so far with Ricky Orch and, and also Jess Tubbs, but there's an ownership group that will be looking for success in both gates come two weeks' time, and of course that's Summit Bloodstock, only in their relative infancy when it comes to racehorse ownership as a team, but have enjoyed such amazing success so far, and when it comes to the pinnacle of this sport, the Inter-Dominion, to have one runner is an amazing feat, but to have one in both gates is something fairly special, and Jamie Dernberger-Smith from Summit Bloodstock has been kind enough to join us this morning to discuss these two major hopes in both gates as well, which is important to note. Thanks for your time this morning, Jamie. I can imagine you're a little bit like a, a kid on Christmas Eve at the moment. This must be like a dream come true for your team. Yeah, good morning, Britt. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, only our second year and to have a runner in his dominions just, yeah, mind-boggling. To have two, one in each gate. Yeah, it's a bit of a dream. We just pinch ourselves every day. Let's have a chat about them because, as I said, they're both right in these right in this series as well it's not like they're making up the numbers in any way shape or form spirit of st louis he goes around in race number seven on saturday night the third and final heat of round one for the paces and he's come up as favorite that's amazing in itself yeah no he's a very very good horse he's extremely fast uh, i was talking with belinda and luke a couple of days ago he had a workout with king of swing they run home 25 three on the bridle uh, hit the line together so yeah he's a horse that obviously is going to need some luck but if he gets the luck and gets the right run he's as quick as any of them 
He struck the most, I think it's fair to say, even heat. There's several chances, even though he looks uh, to be very, very hard to beat. We know that the McCarthy team have such a strong hand when it comes to this year's series. And I guess there's several positives to that. One that you just mentioned, he's got some fairly significant workout buddies at home to make sure that he's up to the task. And the other part of it is, with Luke committing to him for the heats at this stage, he's been able to dodge expensive ego and king of swing, which has to be another positive. Yeah, when we've seen the barrier draw and seen where he's drawn three, she'll come into two. There's not too many scratchings. And with Luke on, and like you said, it's the most even heat out of all of them. And to dodge those big guns first up, it'll give him a real shot to get a lot of points. So we're very confident with him on Saturday night. And yeah, hopefully we can get the cash of the luck. One thing we haven't seen from him so far, and, and maybe it's by design, maybe it's because he hasn't been overly lucky when it comes to the barrier draw, is gate speed. What can, what sort of insight can you give us to his gate speed? Because we know that's important in any race. Yeah, he's got good gate speed. He's definitely got good gate speed. Uh, couldn't imagine any of the outside ones crossing him too easily, but it'll be up to Luke to see what he wants to do. If they go absolutely crazy, it is over 2,400 metres. I'm sure Luke will make the decision uh, what he's going to do. But either way, it's Luke McCarthy. I'm sure he'll make the right decision. Yeah, absolutely. You've got the, the right man for the job there. We haven't seen him do a lot of racing at Menangle, to be honest. This preparation, he's had a handful of starts and that Lensmith Mile performance, when you go back and assess uh, it in detail, the fact that the first three home were all on the pegs, he was the first horse home off the fence so uh that's a massive tick well we haven't won a group one yet we've had seven runners three seconds and a third but that one was definitely the one that got away having to check off expensive ego and then flash home then two strides after he's in front is that was a brutal pill to swallow but yeah he's a very nice horse and his run was outstanding that day and i'm sure these into dominions are going to know that he's there in terms of the owners involved in Spirit of St. Louis, no doubt there's a, a stack of them. How are you keeping a lid on them at the moment? Actually, everyone's been pretty good. Um, got a young fella, Adam Walsh. He's probably the most keen out of all of them. He's pretty excited, doing a lot of posts on Twitter and Facebook. But other than that, it's pretty sedate at the moment. I'm sure when it gets to tomorrow and the day of the race, it'll be a bit more amped up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they have every right to, to be excited. It, it's a pretty special experience in itself. And we'll have a chat now about Humble Lad, who will contest the, the Trotting Series. We don't know a great deal about this horse. We saw him in Queensland. He had a few starts up there, and he raced superbly well in, in all of them. But we haven't seen him since. Has that been a, a specific choice from your team and also uh, Belinda and Luke McCarthy? And I know Alex Ashwood is also heavily involved with this horse. Has this been the main aim basically since you purchased him? Yeah, definitely. We want him to peak grand final day, so... We've kept him uh, under cotton wool for a little bit. He's a very nice horse. He'll definitely be in this as a big shot. Uh, we really like him. Yeah, he's got a lot of speed. He had a workout the other day. My name is 27-1 uh, under wraps. So, yeah, he's a super horse. Very, very good chance in this race. Um, it's a very even uh, into dominion, this one. Probably the biggest smoky in the race. The one that's going to handle the distance the most is the penny drops. It's a crazy price. It's a super horse, that one. 
Yeah, absolutely. And he loves the staying trip as well, the penny drops. What about your guy? I saw him up close and personal in Queensland and he handled the Daryl Alexander series well, which is two heats into a final. Obviously, this is a completely different kettle of fish, but how long has he been in New South Wales for? Because I, I know that Albie Ashwood has had a fair bit to do with this guy, but obviously it, it's a big commitment to come up. So he's joined Belinda and Luke again. Yeah, he's been there for about three weeks. Um, yeah, he said, Belinda and Luke have said that he's just worked exceptional. They're really, really happy with him. He's just going to be in and up to his eyeballs this one. Well, on what we've seen so far from him, that's a, a very, very fair statement as well. What about the draw on Saturday night? Not ideal? No, not ideal, but being the first heat and him being first up, you couldn't imagine Luke just launching. I can't imagine it. Um, tough one arc will definitely go forward. There might be a couple inside it that might have some ideas of what they want to do. So it'll give Luke an opportunity just to come out with him and assess it and then see where he lobs. Yes, well, there is potential for there to be a fair bit of speed to his inside, no doubt about that. Best of luck over the next few weeks, Jamie. I know that uh, everybody involved will be crossing their fingers that each horse gets a safe passage through to that grand final on Saturday, December 12, and then there will be some significant celebrations, I would assume. Good luck with it all, and hopefully we're chatting again soon, maybe before that Inter-Dominion grand final night. Thank you very much, Britt. Yeah, and I hope everyone gets down there to Menangle for that final. It's going to be a crazy night. And hopefully yeah. it can be a lot of celebrations, a lot of partying afterwards. Yes, certainly. Everybody deserves it after the last 18 months or so. Jamie Dernberger-Smith there of Summit Bloodstock with two runners engaged in this year's Inter-Dominion. We've covered plenty of territory today on On The Pace, but that's only the start of it with a big fortnight still to come here in New South Wales. That will wrap things up for today. Mick Gearham will be aboard tomorrow at 10.30 to hopefully find some winners for that Menangle card on Saturday night. Just remember as well... In terms of uh, the coverage, you'll be able to catch it all here on Sky Sports Radio as well as Sky Thoroughbred Central with extended coverage uh, and wall-to-wall coverage of those Inter-Dominion heats on Saturday night as well as Sky Racing Active for the entirety of the card and Sky Racing 1 as well. You won't miss a minute if you can't make it on track, but definitely make plans if you can to make it out to Menangle for either Grand Final night, Saturday night, or Bathurst and Newcastle for their heats as well. Mick Gearham will find you some winners tomorrow and, of course, for Hastings will wrap it all up here on Sky Sports Radio on Sunday morning for On the Pace.